Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where, week by week, we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. We have a guest from a different walk of life. Sometimes they've founded an apostolate. Sometimes they're just serving the Lord in their parish with extra energy and zeal. They could be authors, musicians, artists, broadcasters, bloggers. In many ways, they're serving the fullness of the Catholic Church. We just have a little conversation about their life, their ministry, and how they're serving God as faithful Catholics. Today, my guest is Anne Trufant. She is the founder and the director of two wonderful camps in the mountains of North Carolina with her husband, David. She's the mother of seven children. Every summer, they have a wonderful camp experience with dozens of fantastic young people from all across the country. And welcome to More Christianity. Thank you so much. And you and David have two camps with the names Catalia and Chazatonga in the beautiful Mount Pisgah National Park near Brevard in North Carolina. But you're not North Carolinians. Where are you from to start with, and how did you end up in the hills of North Carolina? David and I both grew up in New Orleans, and what is very typical in New Orleans is to go to summer camp in North Carolina, I guess originally to escape the heat, but it was a huge, huge, very popular thing to do. And we both grew up going to different camps in the area and always had a love for that and a a dream to come back. And so you decided that you were just going to go to North Carolina and live forever. How did it happen that you decided to get these two camps? Tell us the story. Well, at that point, David and I had been married, oh, I don't know, 10 years maybe, and we had four children. He was a professional photographer, and I was a clinical social worker. And we got a phone call from a friend of mine suggesting that we look at two camps that he was involved with and that were for sale. And we didn't have much money, and we were living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and we loved our life. We loved what we were doing, but it began to be a slow-burning desire to at least look into it and to keep it short and sweet. It was one miracle after another, one door that opened after another that God allowed. And then he had to push us through because we really did love our life in Baton Rouge and all of our friends and, and all the ministries we were doing. But he literally picked us up and brought us here. It had been a long-time dream of ours, but we'd kind of given up on it. But it was such an unmistakable journey that we could not do anything else but walk through the door. So you and David, you're married 10 years, four children, and you decide to up sticks and move to North Carolina and start a camp. You had camp experience as young people. Did you run a camp before? Were you administrators of a camp? Did you know what you were doing? Oh, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) The good news was that we knew that we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We both had grown up going to camp. We had been in in counselor roles, had been campers for many years, had been in leadership roles. Both of us had worked for our respective camps off-season, had done some camp travel, some promotional work. So we weren't total neophytes. But, no, we had no idea how to run a camp. And we moved up here the 10th of March and looked at opening the first week of June. And we knew we would be totally unprepared, but it was a total God experience, awful lot of praying, an awful lot of hard work, rallying the troops of some friends of ours who had been involved in camp with us. And God was very faithful to us that summer. We thought we were going to have about three campers a session. We ended up having a great deal more than that. Quite the journey. And that journey that you've just mentioned, that's the word I want to latch on to there. Because, and one of the things I love about coming up to Camp Catalia and Chazatonga 
to visit, to be camp chaplain, and to spend time with the young people and with your beautiful family, is that the whole place is imbued with this spirit of adventure, the spirit of faith. You and David stepped out in faith. God told you to do this. The miracles came together. You you scraped together some money and borrowed some money and, and started a camp. And that's the kind of wave walking that we're required to do in the Christian life. And time and again, I come across so many people who have simply heard the call of the Lord, and they've stepped out, and they've followed their heart's desire and done something that they didn't really know what they were doing, but they just got on and and did it and learned as, as they were going. And that faith experience, well, I think it's crucial to actually being a disciple of the Lord. What do you think? Well, I agree with you, and it wasn't on a whim. Like for David, he needed something very specific, and he wanted me to call a banker that he knew, and he wanted me to say, would you give us a loan? And the banker told me several days later, he stopped me. I was doing special music at a Presbyterian church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I knew very few people at this church. I'd been asked to give a little testimony and do some music, you know, the random Catholic going to the uh, other churches to speak. And he came up to me afterwards and said, I can't believe you're here. I'm the banker. He said, I couldn't understand how you got through to me. I had no idea he was the CEO. And his wife had been out of town, and when he picked her up at the airport, he said, who is Ann Trufant? And that was the time that there were only cassette tapes out, and my cassette, my first cassette of music had been sitting on his dresser for six months, and she had been asking him to listen to it. So that night he listened to it, and the next morning he went to church, and I was the one doing special music. So when he came up to me, he said, I think God wants me to do something with your loan. I'm coming to your house this afternoon. He came to our house on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And David knew right then that there were no more bank, if there were no bank hoops to jump through, that was David's sign. I needed a very different one, and God was very gracious. I was Gideon. Okay, God, you gave me one sign, but could I have one more and one more and one more? And so for about 10 months, people randomly out of the blue would call me with a scripture that they had no idea was the very struggle and the very prayer that I was praying that morning. I'm speaking with Ann Trufant. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. By the way, you're listening to More Christianity. Ann runs a couple of wonderful camps in the mountains of North Carolina with her husband, David. And, you know, we may have some listeners out there who are trying to discern God's will for their life. Does God really want me to be a priest? Should I really go and test my vocation as a religious sister? Shall I really be a missionary? Am I supposed to marry this man, marry this woman? What does God want me to do with my life? So you and David responded to God's call, but you're saying that you did not make the mistake of just going off on some whimsical adventure and being irresponsible. You still took the time to think, to pray, to ask God for signs. Some people live their lives in in a totally safe manner. Everything's always tied up. Everything's always paid up. Everything's planned for the next 10 years. Others live life in an irresponsible and reckless way. And you're saying the way of Christian discernment, if I'm hearing you correctly, the way of Christian discernment is a little bit of both, to be willing to take risks with God, but also to go carefully and step-by-step trusting his guidance. Do do I have it about right there? I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, we can't underestimate the importance of knowing the Word of God. And we Catholics tend to be really not great about that. And we have to know what God's Word says. We we don't need to reinvent the wheel, but if we don't know what His Word says, then we don't know what to bounce these major decisions off of. So that coupled with really solid spiritual direction 
and simply knowing there's no urgency in the kingdom of God. We have to give him time to work that out in us, and he's very faithful to do it, and he knows the language of each heart. So he knows that I needed something different from David, and you need something different from your wife, and and we hear differently, our hearts need to be spoken to differently, and God is very gracious, but we have to be willing to listen, and we have to be willing to put in the time and the effort to discern and discern appropriately within the boundaries that the Word of God gives us, the Church gives us, and just our own prayer. We have to sink into a prayer life that is real. I'm Dwight Longenecker. This is More Christianity. Our guest today is Anne Trufant. She is the director of a camp for girls named Catalia in the mountains of North Carolina. Her husband and sons helped to run Chazatonga, which is on the other side of the mountain, camp for boys. Now, when I go up there and to your camp, one of the things which hits me is that we've got here a wonderful Catholic family running a wonderful pair of camps for girls and for boys. The kids are having a whale of a time. They're out rock climbing and spelunking and mountain biking, horse riding, swimming in the ice-cold lakes of the mountains of North Carolina, plunging under waterfalls, hiking up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And what a terrific experience they have. But at the same time, it's run by a Catholic family, and a lot of your staff members are seminarians and good Catholic kids. But the camp is not overly religious. We have Mass every week and begin the days with prayer and say blessings before the meals and so forth. But we're not getting the kids off and cramming religion down their throats. And uh, David explained to me one time, he says, we don't run a Catholic camp. We're Catholics who run a camp. And I thought, well, that's a great illustration of the way the laity are actually supposed to be involved in the world, whether it's a camp or whether it's a business or whether it's a, a restaurant or a service industry or a factory, is that these things don't have to be explicitly Catholic and be loaded up with Bible verses and explicit religion everywhere. That's, that's my job as a priest. The laity's job is to do these things imbued with the wonderful spirit of Catholicism and the wonderful spirit of acceptance and love and prayer and faith, and you guys are doing a great job. So, and if some of our listeners want to learn more about the camp, where do they go? TwoFunCamps.com. Any way that you spell the word two or the number two, it all works. TwoFunCamps.com. Our video's on there. All information is on there. TwoFunCamps.com. And there are sessions for boys and girls at two separate camps over the summer a wonderful opportunity for your kids to... Uh, also, go- family camp starting August 5th, which is a wonderful thing for families. Okay, August 5th, family camp, and then through the autumn and, and winter even, I know that you host retreats and, and parish weekends. If somebody wants to rough it a little bit and go up and spend time in the mountains of North Carolina, it's an absolutely wonderful place. Actually, Patrick Madrid and various other speakers have been there for an apologetics camp as well some years. So They pl- have it again this summer, Envoy Institute. Envoy Institute. Tell us about that. That is basically a Catholic apologetics camp for 16 to 19-year-olds, mm-hmm. and we run the wilderness part of it, and they bring in speakers who speak several times a day, and our staff is present on a limited basis to run all the activities, and it's a great opportunity. You know, the thing that makes camp a dynamic evangelization tool is that surrounding these kids with the best most fun, most authentic, and your son is one of those counselors Mm -hmm. that we can find 
who know who they are, they're comfortable in their own skin, and they're here to love kids, to laugh with them, to bring out everything in them that they may not see as gift and reflect it back to them. And they may be sliding down a waterfall or paddling down a river or in the dance hall or on the soccer field, but they're surrounded by folks who not only are fun to be with, but they actually are there on a mission and they know they're on a mission. Our job is to have these counselors know they're on a mission. And you have some of the most fantastic staff and counselors that I've ever met. I should add to any of my listeners that Anne mentioned my son. If you're not aware, I'm actually a married Catholic priest ordained under the pastoral provision for former Anglicans. So don't get too worried about that if we talk about talk about my children. But you're right, my daughter and my three sons are at camp with you every summer and it's such a wonderful experience. Let me let me say one of the other things, and about the camp work that you and David are doing at Camp Catalia and Camp Chazatonga in the mountains of North Carolina. And that is in this day and age where we're so confused about sexuality, so confused about the family, so confused about the roles of husband and wife and, and marriage and so forth, taking the kids there with a separate girls' camp and boys' camp, I just have to say that the boys get there with the other men and the other young men and they just learn how to be young men. They're out living a rough and tumble life. Sometimes I think they're behaving like a load of savages. And then I think, no, 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 they're just being <laughs> full-blooded boys is what they're doing. They're rolling around in the mud and having a great time wrestling and hiking and doing all kinds of great manly activities, but just in the most natural and wholesome and fun way. And likewise, over at the girls' camp, the girls are not indulging in vanity and silliness and being overly giggly, they're also just being young women who are learning to enjoy themselves, as you say, being comfortable in their own skin, learning what femininity actually means from great role models, and seeing all of that together again is a very wonderful, healthy part of this camp experience. And I, I can't recommend it enough to any of our listeners who are out there. Check into twofuncamps.com for Chazatonga, Catalia, Family Camp coming up, Catholic Apologetics Camp, and this happens every summer. And I want to pick your brain a little bit further about some of your other activities. You and David and some other friends are also involved in some church projects in Africa. Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. Ten years ago or so, our oldest daughter was teaching refugee women English. And these were, many people are familiar with Immaculate Elabagiza's books and her story. And Elizabeth was teaching 50 women just like Immaculate. They all had stories of escapes from different genocides and we went over to visit with her and stay with some friends there, and we went to see a little boy that we sponsored because I wanted to see if he was real and if he really got the money, you know. And he was in a school in the slums, in the Mathari slums uh, in Nairobi, and we were so taken aback by the school, by the children, and the founder of the school who had grown up in the slums herself and started with just a few children gathered around her. She was just amazing, and we asked how we could help. And she eventually made her way to the United States, lived with us for several months. We started to help raise money. And eventually another couple joined us, and we started a nonprofit called Change Lives Now. And we have had the privilege of helping to build an orphanage, three greenhouses, two tilapia farms, all kinds of gardens, and help bring in someone to help teach them to garden, and now they can make some money from all of the produce that they're doing and help get their school up and, and the orphanage up and running. And we have, for the most part, launched them, which is the whole point. You want to launch them. And 
Then we started higher education, and this May, our 20th student graduated from college. And so we are just slowly but surely trying to change lives, one life at a time, and help them within their own country to become leaders, to change their own country. Um, And our next step is to partner with One Life Africa, who are building a facility that's an interim place, especially for young women, because women in Kenya still have no rights. And so it will give them computer skills and and biblical knowledge and basic training as an interim year between high school and hopefully getting them sponsored for college. So they don't have to just go to the arms of some man who is not necessarily a good thing at all, but they have no choice. They have nowhere to go if they're orphans. So it's a great ministry. We have thoroughly been blessed by our association with Africa. Those people are some of the kindest, most generous of spirit that I've ever met in my life. So that's been a tremendous thing for us. I hope to be back over there in September. I'm Dwight Longenecker. You're listening to More Christianity. My guest today is Aunt Trufant. She runs two camps in the mountains of North Carolina with her husband, David. She's also the mother of seven. She's a wonderful church musician. She has a healing and counseling ministry with many people. She has contacts all over the world. And she's also, on top of all that, working with this fantastic charity in Africa to help orphans and to help people to recover and build better lives there, all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, and I want to bounce off you one of the sayings that someone gave me. I was converted to the Catholic faith and a Catholic layman living in England, waiting to be ordained and, and wondering what I should be doing and sometimes getting a bit discouraged. And I can remember a layman in the Catholic Church over there just had a talk with me. He said, Dwight, he says, you know, in the Catholic Church, for laity, he said, don't wait to be asked and don't wait to be thanked. And he didn't say that in a way which was ugly or cynical or anything. He simply was acknowledging the fact that by virtue of our baptism, we have the charism of the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us to do the Lord's work. And, and when he gives us something to do, just get on and do it, and you will find great blessings in that. You did so with your camp, with your work in Africa, with your ministry of music and healing. Thank you so much for responding to God's call. What do you think about that saying, don't wait to be asked, don't wait to be thanked? Would you recommend it to others? You know, I would tell everybody who is listening to this show, obviously you're preaching to the choir because the people listening want this in their lives. And I would say to every one of us to read the fifth chapter, the final chapter of Pope Francis's new encyclical. It's called Spirit-Filled Evangelizers. And he talks about the fact that our life is mission that we're branded with it, that we're meant to be a blessing, we're meant to heal and free, and and, and we can't take it off like a T-shirt. It is who we are. And as soon as we get that, and we awake the sleeping giant of the laity and remind everybody that the present-day apostles are the ones sleeping in the pews, wondering if they're worthy. None of us are worthy, but if it's in front of us, we just need to do the next right thing. And whatever it is, if it's of God, he's going to open the door and push you through, and he'll make it all happen. And that's our call. We are to be a blessing wherever we stand. Our lives are a mission. We can't get away from it. We can choose not to do it, but it's who we are. So my passion when I travel and do these retreats is to awake the sleeping disciples in the pew and remind them who they are and whose they are. And God is dying to make all of our lives Read like the book of Acts 2, 
that's the point. And it's the most exciting thing on the planet as a way to live, to watch him work like that. So, yes, I totally agree with you. I could just go on and on about it. <laughs> and I could tell lots of stories, too, of people who've actually done this. And you're right, it is the most exciting way to live your life, to be able to step out, as we were saying earlier, with a certain amount of recklessness, a certain risk, You've got butterflies in your stomach and you're worried how it's all going to work out and it's a little bit scary, but you're also going carefully, trusting in the Lord, trusting in the Word of God, trusting in the advice of wise mentors. And as you walk this life of faith and you respond to God's call, it's hard work. It's difficult. There are times of doubt and, and difficulty, but you keep going on knowing that this really makes life worth living. I agree. If we could only get more of our lay people to simply ask God and say in their hearts, what is it, Lord, that you want me to do? It doesn't have to be some great international enterprise. It can be something so simple. On the program some weeks ago, I was talking with Adam Jank, for instance, who is working with St. Paul Street Evangelization. He said their founder asked that very question to God, what should I be doing? And he learned about Archbishop Fulton Sheen, who gave out miraculous medals to people and told them about the Catholic faith and shared his life experience and his faith. And this guy said, well, I could do that. And so he started this mission, and now he has this apostolate, which is training people all over America, training Catholics to just step out and live their faith and share their faith in a dynamic and a simple way. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about camp now. Every year now for, what, over 20 years, I suppose. 25 years. 25 years have been welcoming boys and girls to the camp experience. Over the years, you must have had plenty of uh, scrapes and close calls and all sorts of difficulties, everything from rattlesnakes and kids tumbling off mountain bikes and everything, everything else. What would you say is the lesson that you've learned through all of this great adventure that you can share with our listeners? Well, I think it's the lesson that any parent knows it makes you a prayerful person when you have tremendous responsibility. And David and I are exceptionally aware that everybody is handing us their most precious possessions. And our most precious possessions are at Camp 2. And this year, our granddaughter came for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we are very well aware that safety is our number one priority. We invest a tremendous amount of time in training and doing all of the things that need to, to ensure that safety is going to be everybody's first priority. And with that, you're still going to get some scrapes and you're going to get some tumbles and, you know, you'll have an accident here or there. But basically, we have been incredibly blessed with a tremendous safety record. But more than that, with kids who come back and have been pushed out of their comfort zone to realize something about themselves that they never thought they could do, but they did it because they, number one, wanted to, and number two, had a cheering section of people who knew how to push just enough, a healthy enough risk to have people come out of themselves a little bit and reach higher. And on every level in life, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just be pushing ourselves a little bit in our faith to reach higher? So it's a great analogy for life, I think. That's fantastic. So the kids go to camp. They have a whale of a time. They stretch themselves a little bit. They make some terrific friendships, terrific relationships. But in the midst of all that, in the heart of it, while they're acting out their three, four, five weeks at camp and having such a great time, they're also learning these lessons that we've been talking about on the, on the show today, the, the lessons of combining a little bit of risk, a little bit of recklessness with uh, a good dose of common sense and care and caution, making sure that you're not being foolish and doing something stupid. And so as they do that, 
they're actually learning that this is the way to live life. This is the way to live the life of faith. I'm going to think of that next time I see one of those kids with trembling knees on the on the high dive, about ready to, to jump into the lake and do something he's never done before, or somebody who's trying to go off the zip line and get summoning the courage to take a canoe down the river they've never thought about attempting before. Because in all those fun, practical, physical ways, they're actually learning some really valuable life lessons. The lessons of, of stepping out in faith, the lessons of, of taking a risk and going with caution and care, but also uh, going where they, they've never gone before. You're listening to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. My guest today is Anne Trufant. She's actually the director of two camps in North Carolina, Camp Catalia, Camp Chazatonga, with her husband, David. I want to encourage you also to go over to my website, dwightlongenecker.com. I'd like to share with you my latest book. It's called Romance of Religion. And in fact, it's the book which deals with the same things we're talking about today on the program, that the Christian faith is an adventure, that the Christian faith is a matter of stepping out and hearing the call of the Lord and taking the risk to follow Him, to leave our comfort zones and to go on the great adventure of faith. It's called The Romance of Religion. You can find it at my website, DwightLongenecker.com. You'll also find there links to my blog, my Twitter feed, Facebook. You can also go to the website to listen to archived programs of More Christianity. My contact page is a place to get in touch with me. We can also refer you to other guests on the program and tell you how we might be able to come and speak at your parish or at your conference or how you can get more information about the Catholic faith. And I know when I go up and visit, one of the great things about Camp Catalia and Camp Chalsatonga in the mountains of North Carolina near Brevard is that the schedule is so packed full of not just the usual camp activities of swimming and mountain biking and horse riding and archery and crafts and all the rest of these uh, traditional camp activities, but there's so many wild surprises, fun, fun things that are happening that the campers couldn't possibly predict. For instance, having Christmas in July, and I hope I haven't let the cat out of the bag for one of the surprises, but I can remember when I was up there, you said, oh, Father Longenecker, you, you can be Santa Claus. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Out of the and you ju- looked so good in that Christmas in that Santa Claus suit. Yeah, it was a bit hot in the middle of July, but I was I was game, and so. Um out of the dress-up bag came the false beard and the red hat and, the, and the, the big black boots. And the whole place was decorated for Christmas and Christmas tree lights and packages and presents and Christmas carols blaring. And the kids woke up and they were absolutely starry-eyed. They couldn't believe their eyes that it was Christmas in July. And uh, all sorts of great things like that happening at camp and all combined and rolled in with your wonderful Catholic witness and sharing the faith with a next generation of kids. I'm sure... There are loads of young people out there now who, over the last 25 years, remember their time at Catalia and Chazatonga, and most of all, remember the wonderful Catholic witness given by you and David and, and your family and all the wonderful staff. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is More Christianity. Today we've been talking with Anne Trufant. She's the director of Camp Catalia and Chazatonga in the mountains of North Carolina. Get in touch with her. Follow up with the camp. They've got a Catholic apologetics camp every summer and a family camp every summer, as well as the camp for boys and girls. Just go to twofuncamps.com. And thank you so much for being a guest at More Christianity. My pleasure. Thank you. 